Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. Uh, We are going to be in the New Testament. We're going to be looking in Luke, and we're also going to be looking in the Old Testament. We're going to be looking at the life of Abraham today and the covenant that he cut uh, with the Lord God. But before we get started, there's a couple of verses of Scripture that I wanted to read And they're found, both are found in the book of Ephesians in chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. Notice Paul writes and he says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works that no one should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, verse 11, therefore, remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands, remember that you were at one time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise. Notice that. And strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. For he himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by it having put to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. So we see here, Paul is talking to the Gentiles and he's saying to them that you through Christ have been included into the covenants of God. So when we're talking about the covenant of Abraham, We're talking about the fulfillment of that covenant in the coming, the death, the burial and resurrection of Christ uh, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Praise God. Amen. So that should excite all of us. Well, Father, we bless you today. We thank you, Father, for this time in the word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that calls us uh, this uh, recording to be a success this program to be a success, both in the speaker and in the hearers. And Father, we give you all the praise and honor and glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. So uh, we talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and we talk about and we will talk about her faith and her uh, actually her faith in the covenant of God. And how that uh, both uh, what Mary experienced and what the church is experiencing today uh, could not have been possible without a covenant. God does nothing but by which 
He enters into covenant with man. The covenant that God cut with Abraham and through the Lord Jesus Christ uh, is what gives him the legal right. Now, he's God. He can do anything he wants, but he's going to, he moves in a legal process. He legally now has entrance into uh, the lives of men. And so we're going to start talking about the faith of Abraham, the covenant that God cut with Abraham. Uh, we're going to begin in Genesis chapter 15. And we'll read beginning in verse one. And after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, do not fear, Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give to me since I am childless and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? So here is the beginning of a a strong covenant relationship. Now, this has been going on. Uh, this covenant, I mean, this relationship between Abram and the Almighty God has been going on ever since Genesis chapter 12. And we're seeing the covenant begin to unfold. And we're beginning to see, if you'll read all the way through uh, chapter 22, how Abram is beginning to develop into this covenant. And this doesn't happen in just a day or two. I mean, this happens over a period of time. And then uh, once again, verse three, and Abram said, since you have not given me no offspring, one born in my house is my heir. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this man will not be your heir, but one who shall come forth from your own body. He shall be your heir. And he took him outside and said, now, look toward the heavens and count the stars if you are able to count them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Then he believed in the Lord. Notice that then he believed in the Lord and, he, and God reckoned that faith to him as righteousness or as right standing. So when we're talking about covenant, we're talking about entering into the length, the breadth, the width, and the height of the covenant uh, that God has cut through Jesus Christ by faith. Without faith, Hebrews tells us, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So when we call ourselves believers in Christ Jesus, by faith now, we have entered into a covenant uh, with the Godhead, and God operates within that covenant. That's why uh, paying attention to the Word of God, being doers of the Word of God is so very, very important. When we become doers of the Word, we are becoming doers of the covenant that God has cut uh, through Jesus Christ. And Paul, in the 13th chapter of Hebrews, calls this covenant the blood of the everlasting covenant. Amen. So you being born again, you accepting Christ Jesus as your Savior and Lord, and you having the witness of his presence on the inside of you, that is a forever covenant. Amen. The only one that will break that covenant is you or me. It will definitely not be God. Praise the Lord. Okay, now let's continue reading. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this man 
will not be your heir, but one who shall come forth of your own body. He shall be your heir. And he took him outside and said, now look toward the heavens and count the stars if you are able to count them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Then uh, Abraham or Abram believed in the Lord and God reckoned it to him as righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldees to give you this land to possess it. That was the original promise. And he said, O Lord God, how may I know that I shall possess it? So he said to him, now here we go. This is, this is being the, the covenant being cut now. Uh, and then the Lord said to him, O Lord God, uh, Abraham said to him, O Lord God, how may I know that I shall possess it? So God said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer and a three-year-old female goat and a three-year-old ram and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these to him and cut them in two. Notice that he cut them in two and laid each half opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds. And the birds of prey came down upon the carcasses and Abram drove them away. Now, when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And behold, terror and great darkness fell upon him. And God said to Abram, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years. But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve. And afterward, they will come out with many possessions. And as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. Then in the fourth generation, they shall return here for the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. So now what Abram has done, he's taken these animals as God required of him. He cut the carcasses in half and he laid them in two rows side by side with a path to journey between uh, the two sides. And so Abram now is getting ready to cut a covenant with Almighty God. But notice this. Abraham is set beside. He's set aside. A deep sleep fell upon him and God spoke to him. But see, he is beside. And so what we see here is that God is getting ready to cut a covenant and which includes Abram. But now let's go ahead and read on and we'll see here. Uh, verse 17 says, and it came about when the sun had set that it was very dark and behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a flaming torch which passed between those pieces. Now, who is the smoking oven and who is the flaming torch? Well, the flaming torch represents the Holy Spirit and the smoking oven represents the Lord God. They pass between these pieces. Now, look, let's read verse 18. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. Wait a minute. Abram is supposed to be the one uh, walking with the, the one that he's going to make a covenant with between those pieces. But notice he's not doing that. Abram is set aside. God is taking the total, complete responsibility of this covenant 
that he's making with Abraham upon himself. All Abram is required is faith. And then it says, you know, earlier we read it, then Abraham believed God and it was reckoned unto him as righteousness or as right standing. We cannot enter into a covenant with God without faith. As we said before, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Now, let's notice what else God says. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I have given this land, from the river of Egypt, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenite and the Kenizzite and the Kadmonite and the Hittite and the Perizzite and the Rephaim and the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Canaanite and the Girgashite and the Jebusite. So, God is dispossessing all of these heathen tribes and he's granting to Abram and to his descendants uh, the land of Canaan. Now, this, when we say descendants, it, we, Ishmael is not included. And, you know, Ishmael comes uh, further along in, uh, in the, the, the chapters that uh, are yet to be read, which we're not going to read. But anyway, uh, but notice this, that Abram had to believe in the Lord before God could cut a covenant with him. So between chapters 12 to 15, God has announced to Abram, and Abram obeyed, got out of Ur of the Chaldees, got, went down to Canaan. God said, I'm giving you this land. And uh, God appears to Abram again. And God's mind is he's going to cut a covenant with Abram. But Abram had to believe God first. Amen. God, God's plan is to cover covenant with you. Actually, God's plan is to cut a covenant with every person born of woman that lives on the face of the earth. But he will not do it unless that person responds to him by faith. Abram did. And look what God has done. So Abram believed in the Lord before God would cut a covenant with him. And so he said, now bring me, bring me a three-year-old heifer. Bring me these animals. And so Abram went and got, got these animals and he prepared them for a covenant. Abram knew exactly what was going on here. You know, this what uh, what Genesis chapter 15 describes is the ancient form of cutting covenant. But cutting covenant is the same today, except we don't use animal sacrifice. We use other means. Uh, you know, a signature, a handshake, things of that nature. And uh, so what takes place here is that the two parties begin to walk. Now, God, the Father and God, the Holy Spirit, they begin to walk between the two pieces. Amen. Praise God. And they make declaration concerning Abram, not concerning themselves, but concerning Abram. Amen. Praise God. God speaks to Abram. Notice this. Notice uh, verse 17, uh, verse 18, rather. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying to your descendants, I have given this land. So when God made that covenant, Abraham received that covenant by faith. And of course, we see that it came to pass. Maybe not in the time frame Abram wanted it, but in the time frame God planned it. God designed it. And so the two parties, 
God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, they passed between these pieces. Well, where's where's the third person in the Godhead? What 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 symbols uh, do we have in this covenant that represents the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, it's the animal split in half and the blood that was mangled in the middle as the two passed between the pieces. I'm telling you, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all in agreement, all co-equal, all co-eternal, all involved, all involved in this covenant. And that reminds me of the passage of Scripture over in Colossians chapter 2 in verses 9 and 10, talking about how now that we are complete in Him. But notice that we're also filled up. You know, all of the Godhead dwelt in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's part of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit all dwelt within him. And Paul goes on and says, and the same thing has happened to you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit now dwells in you. And he took our spirit and he made it the temple of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. The entire Godhead dwells in us. So when we're talking about covenant, we're talking about total involvement of the Godhead on our behalf because we're the weaker vessel. Normally, when a weaker vessel wants to preserve its village or its nation and there's a stronger nation, that weaker nation appeals to the stronger nation to cut a covenant. If you'll do this for us, we'll do this for you. For instance, maybe the weaker nation is an agricultural nation. Maybe the stronger nation is a military nation. And so the agricultural nation goes to the military nation and says, if you'll cut a covenant with us and protect us from all of our enemies, then we will, you know, the produce that we grow, we'll give it to you and we'll feed your troops and we'll feed you and we'll present these gifts to you. And so they agree and cut a covenant. Therefore, uh, the weaker nation is protected from its enemies. We see that in the life of Joshua. When the Gibeonites were attacked by the Am Amalekites and, and uh, they appealed to Joshua, Joshua came down and destroyed that army that was attacked in Gibeon. Why? Because they had a covenant with one another. And so this is very important. This is very important teaching because it sets to us the foundation now of boldness towards God and faith in the promises of God. It is impossible for God to lie. And he has cut covenant with us through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is an everlasting covenant that is that is was sealed with the blood of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. So we see how that when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And Abram, how he was set aside. God alone makes this covenant with himself because he could swear by no greater. He swore by himself. Surely in blessing, I will bless thee. Praise God. Amen. And notice that Abram, he contributed nothing other than faith. He contributed nothing, nothing towards this covenant. Nothing was required uh, of God uh, for Abraham, but to for him to believe. Praise God. And God's covenant, once again, it involved the entire Godhead. God the Father is for you. 
God the Son is for you. God the Holy Spirit is for you. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to be another comforter, one of the same kind that's going to comfort us, be our advocate or strengthener or standby or intercessor, be our counselor, (laughs) one who goes between us. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? How that uh, the word intercessor, one definition is the go-between or the mediator. Hallelujah. God does all that for us. So Abraham's blessing that he received from the Father, the Lord God, came as a result of faith. So we could say this, you could say it this way. The Abrahamic covenant was a covenant of faith. Praise God. Covenant of blessing by faith. And so all that God said, Abraham received. God honored that covenant that he cut. Praise God. And James says this in James chapter 2. Was not Abraham our father justified by works, actions that prove faith? When he offered up Isaac, we're going to get to that in a little bit. His son on the altar, you see that faith was working with his works And as a result of the works, faith was perfected. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says when and Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness and he was called the friend of God. This is another aspect of covenant relationship. It's also a covenant friendship. When we enter into covenant with our heavenly father through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. We enter into a covenant of friendship. And through faith, we are actually called the friends of God. Hallelujah. Now, that is powerful, powerful, powerful understanding of the covenant of God and how that on God. And this all rests upon him. It doesn't rest upon us other than faith. But now, if we begin to doubt God and doubt his ability, we break the covenant. And, and, and the, the covenant blessings now are halted. They're not going to work for us. And remember now, we all enter into this by grace. God's unmerited favor. Why did God appear to Abram in the first place? It was his grace and his mercy. He was bringing forth a savior who will be, who will save the world from its sin. Praise God. All right. Now, <clears throat> verse 16 17, 18, 19, all of these chapters deal with Abram. He's beginning to grow in the covenant. He's beginning to uh, see these things. And in Genesis chapter 17, particularly, uh, we see another aspect. Uh, But we're going to get over here to verse uh, chapter 22. And we're going to read these 19 verses. Notice what it says. Uh, Now it came about after these things that God tested Abram and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which is which God called uh, which God had told him. And on the third day, Abram raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. And Abram said, Abraham said to his younger men, stay here with the donkey and I and the lad will go yonder and we will worship and return to you. 
And Abram took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. And Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, and I want you to notice the conversation of faith now. I want you to notice what Abraham says. God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Wow. Where did Abraham learn that? Well, back in Genesis chapter 15. Notice what he said. God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Notice now Isaac's not fighting. He is that offering. And Abram stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Now, you, what do you suppose that knife looked like? Well, I got a pretty good idea. And Abram stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day. And the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Indeed, I will greatly bless you. I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore and your seed shall possess the gate of their enemies. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they arose and went together to Beersheba and Abraham lived at Beersheba. See, this is how faith was reckoned to Abraham. And Paul in writing to Hebrews chapter 11 says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he has received for an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Faith journey is a journey that uh, we just step out in. Abram didn't know where he was going. He was led by the Spirit. And that's how you and I are to live our life. We're to live our life being led by the Spirit of God. But without faith, we're not going to be able to receive the fruit and all the benefits of this covenant. Mary received the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ because she said this, be it according to thy word. She based her life upon the word of God. Elizabeth, the same. Jesus, the same. Abraham, the same. Isaac and Jacob, the same. 
all of them. Believe God and believed in the covenant, believed in the truthfulness of God. What God said that he would do, they believed he would do it. Abram came to that place and because of that, God changed his name from Abram to Abraham and made him a prince in the eyes of Almighty God and blessed him abundantly in every area of his life. We are blessed today through the covenant that we have cut uh, through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ with our Heavenly Father. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings. God daily loads us with benefits. And why is this? Because of his grace, because of his great grace and his love wherewith he loved us. And all that is required of us is for us to believe God. Hallelujah. What a tremendous blessing we have in the word of God. Believe in God. Believing that he will do exactly what he said he would do. Praise God. Father, bless you today. Thank you today uh, for your word. And we give you praise, honor, and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.